Okay, let's go. Five, four, three, two, one. I'm John Miglosh for the WDMA. We're talking about ROI and measurement today. So let's hang on. But first, let's have some fun. And here we go. This is my first holiday commercial of the season since it's November 1st. So hang on. Everybody looks bored. you get it out of that can just perfect like that with the ribs and everything but uh you know sometimes i've s slipped a, s a knife down the back of it just to give it a little bit of air and out it comes kapop and so anyway let's get let's get over to the real news okay that's okay first i want to go to this article it was an interesting article by D. Panjan D, head of industry financial services at Meta. And uh, he says that being a lifelong cross-disciplinary learner can make you a better marketer. I think that's true. I wasn't too sure about the article. Um, I like this first point, and that's got me going. Sell and build upon an idea outside and inside of a company. If you've ever done improv skits, which I haven't, <laughs> But you could argue every day is an improv for me. Uh, you have to find the game of the scene, the fundamental idea that's funny and can be repeated and extended throughout the duration of the set. If the game of the scene isn't clear and specific enough, the audience and the improvisers get confused and it becomes hard to replicate what's funny and the scene falls apart. I've seen a lot of scenes in improv fall apart. Um, but anyway... I always ask myself, what's the fundamental solution I'm offering to my partners? And then I iterate on that idea. And so apparently his learning improv skills helped him do presentations. And I think that's probably sensible. Learn principles of one discipline to be more effective in others. And I would say now he's just basically iterating <laughs> the same message over and over and giving it new numbers. The engineer's mindset is a premium on execution. Marketers, as a marketer, having a test and learn mentality is crucial. Oh, critical, I'm sorry. And I really like that part. Execution-focused test and learn philosophy. Though I'm not sure, he says he's been in sales, he's been in engineering, he's been uh, in some kind of developmental programming, and now he's in finance. So I don't know if he should be writing about marketing at all, really, but it sounds better than most marketing articles I read. Okay, connect the dots across disciplines to see how they work together. One of my favorite things. I've often taken a method acting approach to consulting where if your company is a uh, horse and rider magazine, then maybe I'll go learn, take some riding lessons and learn to and learn to ride. 
uh, I may be starting to work with a with a body shop and welding company, and I would learn, love to try some welding. So I'm gonna I'm gonna figure out a way that I can try try to learn something about welding. I know something theoretically, but I've never held the stick and tried to make two pieces of metal stick together. <laughs> okay, so the power of curiosity. There's so much power in being curious, and I guess that's probably the th one of the themes of my life. Um, you know, having if you look at the variety of patents I've written and uh, books and <laughs> anything in any direction. So anyway, I recommend this article. Get over to WDMA.org and you can download the marked up version. Um, I ran across this little post by Jeff Terran and um, Jeff is at. Uh, is at Gunderson Direct with Mike Gunderson. And he pointed out that direct mail volume grew almost 5% in 2021 after years of decline. Um, why? And he said, marketers see its value as a scale and growth channel, according to 66%. So when asked why marketers use direct mail, the highest answer was legacy channel. I'm not sure what that means, but I'm guessing it means we've always done it that way. So if you're LLB and you're not about to start, uh, I mean, you might start other media, but you're not going to ditch the catalog. Um, but presumably some of them are starting from scratch or starting new. And the number two answer just barely behind was scale and growth. And I think that is one of the best reasons to use mail is that you have um, a kind of a built-in scalability and uh, I've been able to grow companies really dramatically by figuring out where hotspots were um, in their first-party data and in their then geodemographic profile okay marketing mix diversification mm -mm, that doesn't seem very compelling competitors are mailing also not compelling. The rise of customer acquisition costs in digital channels. Okay. You know, it's funny because people tell me all the time, well, direct mail is so expensive. I say, well, what are you doing now? Oh, pay-per-click. Okay, so what are you spending? Oh, five bucks. Okay, so five bucks and your bounce rate is 50%. So you're really spending $10, right? And once you get, once you get, uh, of, the, of the clicks, what do you, you know, uh, uh, once they click on your site, what's the chances of them actually buying something? Oh, you know, 1%. Or if we eliminate the bounce ones, probably 2%. Okay, so it's in the same realm as direct mail, but you're spending $10 per qualified lead, essentially. And we're spending $1 per qualified lead. So maybe you want to think about mail if you're upset about rising customer acquisition costs. Okay, and then this article... Or this post by Jeff referenced a reference this marketing charts, and so I went over to marketing charts. Here's marketing charts, J.C. Lupus, and I said, okay, what do they have to say? They said 40%, 44% of U.S. business to business and B2B B2C marketing strategy leaders have increased their budget allocations to direct mail over the past year. Okay, 44% have gone up. According to a SQL response uh, NAPCO research survey, and I have mentioned this survey before, but I didn't mention this part of it. Um, and 
there are, you know, email and social media seem to be getting more marketers are increasing their spend on those two, but um, it beat TV and radio, okay? And response, respondents say, well, it's because it's a legacy channel, but also these other issues. And virtually all response rates have reported that it has improved steadily. Direct mail performance has improved steadily or remained improved or remained steady over the past 12 months. That's like 97% says it's either improved or at least remained steady. But most of them are experiencing a response rate. So then I looked at ROI, and here is marketing charts, direct response media ROI by Jamie Lashbrook. And uh, according to the ANA, this is an ANA study, um, direct mail has uh, reported 112% return on investment over SMS, email, paid search, social media advertising, and digital display advertising. Now, presumably, that's taking into account the cost per piece and the and the cost. Uh, I hope return on investment includes the profitability of the campaign. That's the way, when I say return on investment. I mean incremental improvement in sales leading to incremental improvement in profitability. So uh, for every dollar you spend, you don't get a dollar more in sales. You get about $10 more in sales. You get about 300% more money in, in gross profit, and you end up with 100% improvement. You get, a, you get another dollar back in your pocket, so you get $2 in your pocket. That's what I mean by ROI of 112%. Okay, so uh, this, I will upload this Association of National Advertisers response rate report. I believe I have it, or else you can just click on here. I think there was just a little bit of a summary. That was that was all I was able to get. Um, so I'll put that up there. If you're a member of ANA, I think you get a better, more complete report. And so that's enough for today. The point is, is that if you're not doing mail, um, six out of 10, 59% of respondents use online tracking to track direct mail response rates. Online tracking. You know, I'm not sure that sounds like some kind of back-end attribution. I was surprised that Matchback only had 25% because we know, we know who's on the list of people mailed. We know the post office delivers people on the list. We know, so we know it gets delivered. We can even we can even um, use informed delivery, I believe it's called, and the post office will tell us it got delivered. And we know that it gets delivered to a decision maker because not everybody can throw the mail out, only the decision maker. And we know that that means you have to deal with it, and there is engagement. So I don't know why Matchback isn't one of the better ones. But in order to get a good picture on Matchback, you do need to see what the pass along is. And so it's really important, uh, you know, and that's really difficult because, you know, you'll get orders, you'll get orders from people not on the list if you do a tight match. So we we encourage people to look at next door neighbors and, and near neighbors. Um, and now, granted, if they give it to their brother-in-law who lives in another state, you know, that one's going to be unattributed. But um, in general, it uh, it is fair because 
if, especially if you're mailing your first party data regularly, they will have a tendency to use to do pass along. And it's magical. It's one of the few things. It's one of the few medias that really get pass along. I, I, you know, you don't pass along a TV commercial, right? And you probably don't pass along a s social media commercial either. But you do pass along mail. So have a great day. Like and share. Your friends will know you're smart. Bye-bye.